This is Live Wild's Connection Matters podcast, bringing together heart-centered, nature-connected, curious people who share the inquiry, how can we create a connected and meaningful way of living that brings more health, happiness and growth to our world. My name is Leona Johnson and I am your host. Hello and welcome to Connection Matters podcast once again. I'm really pleased to be here, really happy today to be bringing you this episode with Azul Tomi. Uh, Azul is a really powerful woman and we did this episode quite a while ago, it feels like a while ago now, maybe it wasn't too long but it was really current at the time but I think it's still really current, it's really um, deep and interesting and Azul has a very unique perspective on things and I always love listening to her. To give you a little bit of a taste of Azul, she is a weaver of chrysalis and an active visionary for Soul Land, making the world of our longing. Soul Land offers ensouling courses, mentoring, rituals, ceremonies and apprenticeship to engage and support the passaging, the maturing and the homecoming back to earth for our species. She writes, I am a designer of soulful rituals, an earth artist, a sacred activist and a mentor devoted to restoring humanity back to a deep and honourable relationship with the visible, the invisible and with our living earth. I share wisdom teachings centred around maturing as humans, grief ritual, women's rites of passage, earth-informed art and life-care dedications for honouring extinct species. I am a tree sister who lives in a little wooden cabin on the edge of the wood in Devon, England, part of my response to my full engagement with earth wisdom tenders. Extinction rebellion, deep adaptation and the work that reconnects in deep love and wild grief with life. Influenced by my many, my primary guides and mentors, Joanna Macy, Francis Weller and Sobonfu Somme, as well as my own deep listening to darkness, mycelium, the earth and the waters. In the past, I have cultivated earth-connected leadership and youth programs, reverently showcased folk art at my Dartmouth shop and coordinated our diverse community coalition to reforest the oak groves surrounding the River Dart in 2002. I hold a master's degree in ecological design from Schumacher College, the earth of collective grief, as if life and death really matters. That's the title. I am the mother of a strong, devoted and dedicated young man, Roman, who lives in America. My father lives in Lebanon, my sister and brother in Paris. I was born in the 1960s in Beirut to a French mother and a Lebanese father, always with a finger or ten into the beautiful and sacred and animist ways which are based on the knowledge that all natural things on our earth have an interconnected ecological soul. From participation in the start of the transition movement to the London urban food growing scene, seed banks and reforestation projects, whatever vision I activate and initiate is sourced in our animate world, deep ecology, soul imagination and deep transformation. Past ventures include Food from the Sky, London Freedom Seed Bank and Embercoom. Ah, that was quite long, but I felt like I really wanted to share it because Azul 
when you meet her, you can really feel all of these threads of connection, all these threads woven into her that she's been involved in and the depth that she has given to her own spiritual journey and healing, actually. I I found her quite terrifying the first time I was uh, in a workshop with her and we were a little bit late and oof, oof. It was like... um I don't know. It, being held to account, actually, just fully being held to account. And she's very authentic and very clear. And um, and I really wanted to be a good uh, trainee, a good apprentice. So I didn't like being told off. But she has, a, you know, a, a very loving and warm way to her. And I was impressed and grateful to receive her teachings whenever I did an apprenticeship to grief in 2019. So pleased to be bringing you this conversation with Azul today. Before we do that, just a reminder about our Patreon account. If you don't know what that is, uh, for as little as £3 a month, you can support this podcast and enable it to continue so that we can talk to more amazing weavers of life and living um and you can do that by hopping over to www.patreon.com forward slash connection matters podcast it's really really invaluable to us i'm really grateful to all those who already support us you know who you are thank you so much and also to all those who keep listening and keep uh, tuning in to finding more ways of connection and re-inspiring yourselves and opening to the many different ways of connection. And I love to hear people's responses to that. If you want to contact us either on uh, Instagram at leona.connection.matters or on Facebook, I'm also there. And through our Live Wild pages, then you are more than welcome. And it's really good to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, just by hitting that subscribe button, then you get all of the new episodes into your inbox, uh, sorry, your device. And yeah, I am pleased to share this with you today, Azul Valerie Tome. Hello, Azul. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to come and speak with me for Connection Matters. I had a long list of people who I wanted to speak with when I started this project and and you were very near the top because I have just loved all of the things that you've been bringing over the last months and and the last years in fact which is why uh why I came to to work with you last year so um yeah welcome and thank you so much for being here and I would love, before we start, to to just share a little bit of gratitude. Um, I what am I grateful for today? I am grateful for the capacity that I have to feel feel emotions. Today, I have oh, I've had. I felt so much happiness and so much joy and so much uh, so grounded and contained 
and I've also accessed my tears and my sadness and the that despair that I feel whenever I hear of the trauma that's being experienced in and being what's the word manifest in so many different ways so yeah I'm I'm really grateful for the knowledge that I have that allows me to be with that sadness and be with that despair and at the same time not fall into it and be able to you know experience the joy for what I have and the pre- the moment of presence and awareness that I have here and now because I know I'm super privileged and super super grateful for all that I have Mm. Mm. thank you Mm. thank you I really want to honor you uh, as well and your journey and what you're offering to the world I'm very um, touched by it so I'm very grateful to you and uh, your courage and your following your longing through all the gates (laughs) Uh, it's uh, I guess one of my gratitude is anyone who can turn their core wounding into medicine and then offer it to the world. That is the one that I've it's landing landing on me in me for a long time, but also really appreciating when others um, when others uh, can be tempered and can be. Um, dedicate their lives somehow to being of service. Um, So your gratitude is also mine in that I've been very bruised the last two days and what I'm grateful for is that part of me that still, that is now able to name what's going on, to witness it, to speak it, but she's not in it. So she names it, you're bruised. Let's take care of you, you know, let's do this. What, you know, there's a, an inner, and this has been consistent uh, for a long, long time. So I trust it in the darkest of time, that little voice saying, you're in a very dark time. That's it. No needing to shift, no needing to make it different, no needing to Nothing, just that witnessing makes a part of me relax. And um, so I'm grateful for that. And lastly, because I'm looking at them, this year I've started drying rose petals. Like, I'm besotted. I get besotted by things. So I'm besotted by rose right now. I'm making um, the first rose water I've ever made since uh, George Floyd died. I've uh, wanted to make that medicine from Rose, for my own heart, for the heart of a mother also, who has a son, and for the heart of the world, which is um, very uh, impacted right now. And it's a beautiful medicine. The Rose is giving herself really so generously 
So yeah, um, half of the cabin is mm. <laughs> full of rose petals. Thanking <laughs> mm. <laughs> the rose. Wow, yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, I join you in that gratitude. Mm. I, I don't know the rose very well, so I will pay attention from now on. Um, yeah, thank you for um, for doing what you're doing. Actually, for um, I know that you have been holding awareness uh, to support the passing of George Floyd since he died, and um, I wondered if you would share about that. Mm. Yeah, it brings tears immediately um tears of also overwhelm you know a tears of acknowledging what it released and is releasing in the world in me in my being white in my history in my ancestry in everything is up and i have touched when he died um, I looked at the politics, I looked at all this, I, I you know, I, I just taste the water to see where can I be most of service, but also what resonates most to the healing. And um, what I've done since my mother died is um, do a 40 day vigils, 40 nights and 40 days vigil, and um, done it with my mother with Mary Oliver when she died and with Polly Higgins when she died, who was a, a dear friend. So I felt moved but illegitimate at the beginning to do it for George Floyd because I felt that was the most um, uh, real way of staying with my grief and paying hom homage or homage, I think it's English as well, and staying in the fire staying in the fire, staying with him, staying with me in my own grief and awakening to being white, um, what it meant, and uh, also to kneel for eight minutes, 46 seconds. I've only done it three times because it's um, very potent uh, healing grief ritual to stay with death, to stay with the grief, to stay wow, with the immensity. So I've done that and then I've been making rose water. And also I have um, uh, asked my wise, my well and wise ancestors to connect me to something before the madness, to connect me before the them and us, the white and black, I don't see myself as white. Whoever named me white even? You know, it's like, who named them black? When did that start? That duality that can only fight. Duality only fights. It just, it's just always fights. Um, so I was interested in, you know, Rumi's poem, like between the right doing and the wrong doing, there's a field and I will meet you there. And for that particular event, I, I prayed for that. I prayed for that field, that other 
place, that place that we don't know anything about and that we're willing to not know anything about it. So, and I read a lot and I heard, I listened to uh, me and white supremacy and, you know, I've also informed myself, look at my track record and my tracking, tracking, tracking my childhood, um, being Lebanese and French and, you know, the kind of cultural and the war, and I was in a war and the Muslim and the Christian and the, the tracking of my personal life, when was I split, you know, again and again? When was I separated from the other? How the costs of it in a lifetime? And my racism, my inner racism, actually, and my outer racism, and all the strategies to hide it, all the strategies to not feel it. Um, and then, the, you know, but also being um, as alert, as uh, discerning also to all the flare-up that came after his death. You know, like, it's so easy to fall into something offered so quickly of, well, you have to do this, and then you will feel solace. You know, I don't trust that. I think it is complex, it's complicated. And what I see the, his death to be part of is a wider, a wider, um, you know, in any healing, even of, a, of an infected uh, uh, wound, you need to look at the wounding first, right? before the healing can happen. And I feel we're looking for over the last few years, we're looking at everything is up, everything is out. Whether it was the church with pedophilia, the environment, which I don't like this word, but how we've betrayed, how we've betrayed, raped and abused our living world. That's really what I want to say, rather than environment or climate change, I don't. I don't feel my heart in those words. Uh, now this white supremacy. And also I want to add another, other few supremacy, the men over woman supremacy, the human over the living world supremacy, the corporates over the sacred supremacy. So that's what it's opened up for me. It's like, yes, and... Mm -hmm. I have been betrayed and brutalized myself under these to, to give a wider mm -hmm. mm. a wider frame to be able to belong to, you know, to feel a sense of belonging in this maddening crisis. Mm. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I bless, I bless them. Um, Bless his service. What else can I say? Mm. Like he, if he, I don't know if his soul knew about what was going to happen. But what he's activated is extraordinary in his death. Mm -hmm. so, mm. Yes. And the white uh, policeman. My goodness. Can't even imagine what's happened to his life. Mm. It's like... But both of them are, are me somehow. 
I feel. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, maybe I'll explain a little bit because it might be just a few threads. You know, the moments where I didn't go and help or the moments where I colluded to silence, where, you know, all this to me is the same, the same than that knee on his neck. You know, this people didn't move. Mm-hmm. They didn't go and move the policemen. Who do we give authority to? I have done it, not to that extent, but I have done it. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. 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 We're in a, well, I've been calling it the, the crisis of disconnection, this disconnection sickness which is now popping up and popping out at us left, right and centre. We're able to acknowledge the damage that's being caused and we're much more aware of it now than ever. Where did it all come from? (laughs) Everyone asking this question, you know, I don't know. People have talked about slavery as 400 years, you know, the winding of 400 years and I go, no, 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 no. No, no, no. What happened before that, hey? My goodness, oh my goodness. So I often stop at 5,000 years ago, seemingly when, you know, the separation started, I think. The separation, the the, uh, owning, the, 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 the separation from the matriarchal system of some kind, um, when life was uh, in the center of everything, decisions, life, all of life. And I think perhaps it is a time where we were not feeling so separated from the web of life. And, uh, and then it just went on and on like a terrible spell. Um, yeah, there's a lot of betrayal it's the word that comes for me at the moment, betrayal. And to add to what you said, the disconnection, I would add also um, uh, our, our amnesia through generation, how the amnesia was passed on, passed on and passed on to where we actually belong and where we come from, which is with all the other beings. Just one filament one filament on the whole web, one filament is our. And actually we were meant to take care of everything else, of everyone else. That was our sacred duty, I believe. And um, but that didn't happen. So I imagine that amnesia, while sensing something was wrong, and you know that sense of needing to belong to the human family and not wanting to be ostracized and then when we tried which are moving whoop, in time when we tried in 1500 or so and the genocide of the witch is you know when actually yes we were connected to the sacred we were connected to the invisible we were connected to plants and medicine we were connected to the movement of the birds and to um how the river moved that particular day and you could read you know the farmers do that they can read the clouds they can read you know sailors can do that as well they they read it's like um we we kind of kept forgetting 
forgetting and um, so there's amnesia and anesthesia right the message of water says it, it speaks about it as well which I think you're going to read or something or you've read before I don't know <laughs> um, but I think there's the, the, the two um, so we're awakening right now and it seems to come through grief Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Jenkinson, I think, has a lovely line, which I'm going to totally paraphrase. But perhaps in the, in another time, our awakening would be through bliss, you know. But now we're in a time where our own awakening comes through grief, uh-huh. through uh-huh. sobbing, through howling, through, you know, the breaking of our heart, the disbelief, the all that. Um, and I experienced that myself and I see it in the people I w- I'm with. Is this what we call the core wound? Well, I think it's quite personal, the core wound. I, okay. I don't know. We could maybe compare yours and mine. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, this uh, lovely um, many people that work with mythology and um, metaphors and uh, often talk about to identify your core wound and then that is where your gift is. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. What a beautiful thing to offer to someone who is just totally, uh, has totally personalized or identify with their wounding, mm-hmm. feeling drowning in it, to say, welcome to your wound. Welcome, because this is the raw material in alchemy, you know, the prima materia. Sorry for people who don't like Latin. I'm sorry, there's a lot of wounding on this lands about Romans. So I'm aware of that as well now. In the language, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, so to bring that medicine to the world um, by s- staying with it and being in good company with people and beings. I mean, I've healed. My healing mostly mm. comes from non-humans um, and then a few key mentors, human mm-hmm. mentors. Mm-hmm. I wonder if now is a good time to talk about the message that came from the water. Because mm. it's one of the first things um, before I started working with you. Um, it was the thing that I noticed on your website that wow just felt so powerful oh and so big and so brave actually of you to bring forth in 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 well in the way it needed to be brought forth (laughs) I guess and I wonder well maybe this is a conversation for afterwards but how many of us get messages and get and have really good, clear messages from the elements, from other beings, from our inner self, and we just ignore them or push them away or deny them. Um, but yeah, let's let's first talk about. Um, uh, I'll read the message that came to you from from the water, yeah. and I'd love to touch on what you've just brought up as well mm. afterwards. Oh, and just to let you know, I've got a teeny tiny spider 
<laughs> falling over the the head of my microphone at the moment. <laughs> so we've got some spider medicine with us today, weaving. Weaving our birds. <laughs> so, um, so the message of the water was given to you on December the 2nd, 2016, by the River Dart in Devon, the UK. And it's the guide of all Solon's offerings and to our passaging world. My dear child, do not worry about me, water. I recover quickly with the song of our birds, the love of trees, with movement, moments of rest and the prayers moving around our earth. I regain balance with your heartfelt tears, your remembered songs added to the ones of so many now. Do not focus your energy on saving me. Something way more profound is taking place right now. Listen and observe. All of us, soil, water, plants, air, animals and all ancestors are calling you humans to us so we can save your species we know and have known for a while that you do not have much time left if you do not wake up to your birthright belonging to earth and come home soon real real soon we keep dying we keep giving away our lives to shake you up from a deep and very long amnesia once you can allow the truth and quality of such love to permeate through your traumatized being and desolate soul, you will wake up from a lifetime of anesthesia to your immense grief and capacity for love. When you create, when you create containers of sacred beauty that opens your heart to what love truly is, then you will realize with a massive sob that you were loved all along always have and forever by all of us who you think you are saving. You have five years as a species to wake up, mature and remember in your bones that you belong to life. Hmm. <sighs> wow. Thank you. Mm. Can you tell us more about this? Your, voice, about? your voice really touched me with this. Mm. Oh, well, I want to tell you about what you've mentioned before, the terror. I was terrorized to get the, the message and it uh, had a breakdown for f four months, I think, from December to March. I couldn't move, could hardly talk because I didn't want it to come out. I, I was just... And I, of course, you know, realized it was a, an ancestral grief that was in releasing also my terror of uh, the genocide of the witches, which is part of my own story and healing. And um, yeah, I would have rather died, I think. And yet it was such a strong message that it kept, kept, it kept wanting to be shared, kept wanting to be shared. And interestingly, with your podcast, the first person I came, I saw that was willing to listen and I was feeling safe enough to share with him 
was John Young of Eight Shield. Mm. And he cried. He was the first one of a series of interviews I did after afterwards. And he cried. And that was like, that's all I needed, someone else to receive it. And then he picked up his guitar and sang a beautiful song of a friend of his. Um, and you can see it on the website. It's so mm. touching, his response to the message. And then I, I just kept asking whoever uh, had a, a certain platform if they wanted. So there's a few other people like you. Know, oh, wow. Well, I'll, I'll definitely share and that I, in the show notes. Yeah, it would be beautiful because, um, yeah, you can feel his heart. And, and also, I want to say to people that, you know, I think it's damaging not to share those messages. I felt it in my own body. And to find a way, at least one person, to witness it to you. Because when I share a few times, I've shared on Facebook that I hear water. It gave an opportunity for so many others to say, and I hear this, and I hear that, and I hear this, and I hear that. So we are men too, not just women. Men also. The Earth Wisdom Tenders group on Facebook, we we have had a, a beautiful thread of people sharing, saying, I do too. I hear, I hear, I hear. Mm. So... The land is talking to us all the time. She, um, you know, she loves us. And about the message itself, well, we have 18 months left. And I live nearby. I still near, I, I live nearby. I don't think I can leave until the end mm -hmm. of the five years. I sense that. And I go back there often say, what did you mean about the five years? What did you mean about mm -hmm. the five years? What I'm getting regularly, all the time, same message is you have that amount of time to decide where you're going to live, do good connection with the people and the land, and decide and skill up yourself, gather what you need. But after that, it's going to be crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis. You will not be able to move home or something, or you won't be able to... Uh, truly skill up or be into, you know, creating a setup because you will be responding to either helping people or, you know, or, yeah, it's going to be very localized. That's mm. what I'm sensing. And then since, look at what happened with Corona. It was like we had to stay in place and see who was around. Mm. Was that what we want? Mm. A lot of people are going to move because they realize it wasn't what they wanted. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, and I'm saying to my family, get out cities. Please, mm -hmm. I beg you, get out of the city. I beg you, because that's going to be pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm getting. Mm -hmm. And it feels right when I'm looking around, listening yeah, well, to the news. And I, guess, I bet it was really it? hard to imagine when you first got the message, the circumstances that would actually... I don't know, lead to having to get out. But now we've had this coronavirus and we've had all of the, the rioting and you can really actually imagine things being different and this constant flow of crisis after crisis, which... Yeah. yeah. It's all over the world if you looked right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't look at it mm. in one go because it's not wise. Mm -hmm. But... Um, 
you know, my father's in Lebanon right now. It's collapsing, total collapse, economical. People are starving for the first time in the history of Lebanon. People are starving. It's, wow. it's uh, yeah, this is coming. This is coming. It's like, okay, well, who are the company we keep? You know, mm-hmm. that's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we in the right place mm-hmm. for us and our families? And it breaks my heart that my family is scattered all over the world. Mm. You know, that is that is the hardest for me. Yeah. But that is, I don't know how to, you know, there's part of our life we just cannot solve and we just need to endure and be tempered by it and keep loving and keep loving and keep loving them. And not give up on that. Keep loving, you know. I don't know why that's, yeah, it's part of it. And creating sacred um, places of sacred beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you've read many books of people who've gone through terrible crisis, but to create a little beauty, or to sing a song, or to be in gratitude of that last flower, or you know, the song, mm-hmm. the bird song that you could hear, or that that. That is uh, an honouring to life. I was going to ask you about this because I feel so many of us are waking up to the realisation that life may not go on as it was before. And this is, on many levels, is a good thing (laughs) because we know that the way we were living was destructive and not in alignment with who we should be as humans but it's also a lot to let go of whenever it's all we've ever known to be able to have in this uh in this western world at least we'll be able to have freedom to move and to be able to to get whatever we wanted whenever we wanted pretty much and never to have really felt what it's like to have mass scale hunger or or lack of resources and we may move towards this but what we're also facing is an awakening a realization which will bring a lot of trauma a lot of grief hopefully grief hopefully a way but but how do we do that well how do we how do we turn towards that as you as we were discussing before how do we make the most of um this time so that we can process it well and so that we can move beyond into reimagining a a a new way a better way of being in connection with life question i love it um Thank you very much. So my, what I see, what I see is until recently we've lived, you know, the, imagine a tree, a tree and with the roots and the trunk and the branches. And you know the, the difference or the kind of, yeah, let's say difference between soul and spirit, for example. So spirit is um, the elements of air and fire, and it's all out there. So it's the branches, the leaves, and they're reaching up and 
up and out, you know, like, yeah, wonderful. And I think the era is gone. This is completed. We're not in this era anymore. And we are asked to go down into soul, you know, the world of soul, which we haven't been brought up to like very much at all, right? So it's earth and water. It's about deep emotions and it's about descent and it's about the dark night of the soul and it's about looking at our roots and where do we come from and, and who's there and what is this place and how am I relating to place right now here very close um, and I feel this is where we're going as, as and the more we can relate and be in intimacy with the soul what that means to us and how we feed our soul and how starving she is I say she because it's feminine in French, and I like to put genders <laughs> sometimes to English words. Um, yeah, English doesn't have gender in, in your language. It's very strange to me. Um, so here we go. We are asked to go into real descent, into a rite of passage, you know, into a deep initiation to we don't know. So it's also that place of the chrysalis, you know, that soup stage. So what I've been right, well, working with, and I'm writing two books right now, books are coming, but it's like, okay, so here we go, we are called to this. And I noticed, and I did a master's on grief work because I noticed we had no relationship to grief or to death. And then, you know, Either how do we love things? I'm not sure. It's a bit fluffy sometimes. It's a bit <laughs> conditional. It's a bit like, well, I love you, but even to the earth, I love you a little bit, but you, you give me more. You know, this it's like, yeah. Anyway, and rite of passage, we have none. So who are we? You know, who are we? This so if we are called to go to descent, which we are, I mean, I see it all over the world. And we have no relationship to soul. It's going to be a very frightening journey. And I can see, you know, the mentoring I give. And people are terrorized. And the image they share with me is, I'm on the edge of the pit. I'm on the edge of the pit. Or I feel I'm falling in the dark. Or, uh, I feel, you know, I, I'm so scared of being pulled down. Things like that. And I'm going, yeah. That is it. That is what Mama, our dear Mama, is calling us back to her. So when you say, you said something I really wanted to respond to when we said, so who, who are we going to be or something? Did you say something? Or who are we going to be, become? I'm like, I don't think it's to do with us. You know, can we let ourselves truly be dreamt into the new form? But it's such a still, such an arrogance in us that we're still colonizing our journeys even. We are still colonizing our rites of passage, hmm. our initiation. It's going to be under my term. So if I do that, under that, and then I'm going to, you know, we're going to be this kind of people or this kind of people we're going to be that. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Well, I don't think so. Um, but it's 
that colonization is everywhere. It's it's in me, of course, you know. And wow, when I feel it, it's like oh shit! It's like oh, here we go. It sips in the finest of vein. Um, so we cannot colonize this journey, or uh, commercialize it, or um, control it, mm -hmm. or you know, it's not going to happen. So, to to what I suggest, if there is anything I could suggest, is to look at the relationship we have with what I called who I called the four sisters, and there's a little book coming out, beautifully illustrated. It's a vision I had when I was walking in the forest. So imagine there are four sisters in the last forest on the earth. That's all I give you, and I give you the names of them. And the four sisters are grief, love, death, and rebirth. Mm. In the story, they are calling us to enter conversations again because they are the backbones of what it is to be alive. And we don't enter conversations with them anymore. Mm -hmm. At all costs, we don't. We take mm -hmm. medication, we numb ourselves, we have facelift because we don't want to see death. We, we have cellophane paper around anything if we eat meat. It's like there is no con connection to death. Death is cleaned off very quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't see dead bodies anymore. We don't see death. We just don't. And any initiation requires a small death as well of, of a previous personality or identity. Um, and we don't want that because we don't have a conversation with, with her. And mm -hmm. uh, this is only frightening, which mm -hmm. is not really. Not because we don't know where we're going. We don't know. We, we're going down. Yeah. You know, we're going down into the soil. Mm -hmm. It's a descent. Look at the world. We are in total descent. Mm hmm. People don't know what to do anymore. They can't think of anything. They don't know what their work are going to be. They don't know. That is descent. Descent, you have, there's little creativity because you have to descend, you know, and we have to pause and feel our mortality. Mm -hmm. You know, I was ill with Corona and I felt my mortality, but also my arrogance. Mm. Wow. That really hit. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. Like, you had coronavirus. Oh, you had it really full on, didn't you? I had it full on, full you on. And for three days, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. Um, and, but until then, that was my right to pass it somehow through this corona. But before then, I thought death was not going to happen for me. And I thought I had, you know, a pretty healthy relationship with death by then but I was you know I had I wrote my will I talked to my son I talked to my father I talked to my family about my death I've never done that before Oof. and that was sobering it was it was important mm. my um, uh, sanity I think integrity something I don't know um, relationship to it is to be alive um, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. How 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 was it? Because I I haven't really met. It was amazing. It's really <laughs> experienced it, and I, I know that um, nobody will have experienced it like you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have to say I went with gusto. <laughs> you know, it's like from the beginning, before I got ill, um, I was interested in, in the etymology of her name, mm -hmm. in the mythology around her, in the story revealing itself to us, in its source to the bats. So, of course, I went into, oh, bat, bat medicine. What is that about for us? Hanging upside down, seeing in the dark, through sound, matriarchal, totally matriarchal beings. And I, okay, the crown, crown, corona, crown. That's what it means. Is that, are we being initiated in our sovereignty at last? Are we called to be mature human being? You know, that was my tracking. That's how I search for things. Um, lungs. I mean, goodness, lungs. Mm. You know, lungs, grief. It's the organ of grief. And of course, personally, my grandmother, my mother died of both lung disease, of unprocessed grief. It is my work, this generation. No accident. Of course, because we, we're not separate from our... our I wanted to say constellation, but actually it is a kind of constellation for our ancestors, our family. Yeah. Um, so it was, um, it was hard. No, it was hard. And what I realized afterwards is I also learned a lot about the language of soul. Uh, like I needed to create a chrysalis. I knew I was dying. You know, in a way, I was. I did die. It wasn't, a, obviously. It's not a big death. It's not the chaos, chaos death. It's not a big death. It was one of the small deaths of any initiation. So I was never at war, and I was very upset to hear the language, and very angry actually to hear that. Actually, I was furious, not even just angry. At the robbing, I call it a robbing, a sacred robbing of our government to call it a war, an enemy, fighting it, uh, get rid of it, demonizing it. I'm mean, like, I was screaming, going, You have no idea what you're doing. This is a sacred theft. To, as leaders, you could have offered a frame of a story that could have been so transformative for so many. Now, what we had is fear, control. Look at us now. It's crazy what's happening. We are being watched, masked, distanced. Mm -hmm. it's that Separated. Grieves, that grieves me even more. The other becomes dangerous. You know, every time I go to any shop now, that's what we talk about. That's what we're happening. The choreography has shifted the language. We've got new words since, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Like who invented these words? Lockdown, mm -hmm. uh, distancing. The, these people that are not working anymore, there's another word now. They can't check oh. their email. Yes, that the... Um, oh, I've forgotten the word. Yeah. Did you know what I mean? And I'm sure people wouldn't know what they mean. Never yeah. heard that word before. Yeah. So, and of course, there will be like 
any 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 crisis there will be an un, an world there will be some of us i hope many of us who will not obey to this you know we won't we will be like mycelium you know we are mycelium and we will keep communicating and we will keep helping each other and we will go underground invisible and we will sprout out where we need it I have no doubt about that. I'm not worried about that. But I'm very angry when people of so-called power who have some sort of leadership steal a possible sacred journey. Mm -hmm. And they've done that in mm -hmm. France, in England. Mm -hmm. It's infuriating, but that's what we've got. So my journey was, I am so grateful. And what I want to say is don't be scared. And to be honest, if it is time for us to die, it is time for us to die. You know, I, I, even if my father, and I was so scared that my father could die in Lebanon, it, it kept me up at night. I howled with the pain of the possibility. And of course he didn't. However, he could have. Mm -hmm. He could have. You know, he's an older man. And um, he's well and all, but we don't know. So that's why I was thinking some people got touched by it, some didn't. She's very, um, and oh, and I had this vision when I had the temperature of her DNA, the DNA of Corona, the virus, entering my DNA in a sort of spiraling, dancing thing. Vision again, I was scared to share it. Same thing going, oh, here we go, as all with her visions and da-da-da. However, I looked at scientific papers a lot to have a sort of container, a backup for, mm -hmm. for what I wanted to talk about. Every part of our evolution as human being went through a virus. Mm. It's there. It is there. I wrote a post, there's some links mm -hmm. about that I, you know, some sound scientific paper says every part, every time we've evolved, it was through viruses. And what I heard when I was a bit delirious with temperature and I saw the spiraling DNA is we are part of Gaia's evolution. We are in a time of Gaia's evolution. Mm. And I, I just rested in it going, okay. Okay, mm. you know, if it's my time to be compost, it's my time to be compost. I really sense that. Mm. Um, wow. That must take real courage, you know, to be, to be able to embrace mm. the unknown. You know, or, I'm not sure. No? I'm not sure it's courage. I am courageous. I am, I, but I want to offer something else as well. I remember those moments where I had choices of fighting it or, or being scared or it was a dissolving. It was like, keep on dissolving, keep on being fluid, keep on being water, keep on Keep on trusting life's got your back. Keep on trusting that if it is your time to go, you've got to go. And if it isn't your time, 
you will be held by Gaia. Mm -hmm. You know, that distrust we have about her, actually, we talk a lot about her. You know, we say, go and hug a tree and be bathed by forest and da da da. But actually, when the shit hits the fan, there's not many of us that actually trust her, mm -hmm. the truth. Mm -hmm. The truth of my observation. And also, what was incredibly beautiful for me, yeah, um, an initiation through the plants was so I'm interested in and you might like to try who is the closest plant to your front door you know the, the first, first Ivy. one okay <laughs> mine is Herb Robert okay she's self-seeded in a basket right okay I didn't know anything about her until someone says You've got to have some Herb Robert. She oxygenates your body. And I got it. I'm like, she came. Mm. She came right there. I believe that. She came. We're like this reciprocity, this reciprocal conversation all the time. That is the norm. Mm -hmm. Really believe that to be true. And then plantain was the next one. And I just sat by plantain like this <laughs> going <laughs> until I felt a sort of merging or dissolution dissolving feels like being on drugs doesn't it but it felt a bit <laughs> the boundaries were a little less when you're ill it's a little less isn't it yes yes absolutely and that's why it's it's to be really uh, and my relationship to illness has changed I used to feel it as a failure on my part. That somehow, you know, a bit of shame about being ill before. Uh, I had cancer. You know, I've been ill. I've had a lot of illnesses and, and psychological illnesses as well. And, and I always felt it was like a failure on my part or I was defective or I hadn't done well enough, you know. I hadn't eaten well enough or blah, blah, blah. You know how we batter I'm like, no, it isn't like that. It's a call for an initiation. No, it's a call for a rite of passage. It's like, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. You want to be realigned with your with your purpose that is sometime a way in. Not always. Not everyone has to be ill to go there. That's, you know, it's more pleasant, I guess, not to. But I think anyone that works with soul will go through stuff like that. Mm. It's, seems to be part of their language you know mm. illness breakdowns crisis um, you know it's making me think of when children are ill because I noticed it with my own children that every time they got sick every time they had a temperature they transcended like they became new little people they developed they developmentally they were uh, stronger and or or there was always a difference and I yeah I, it was something that I really noticed and, and actually I haven't really related that to myself as an adult or or anything else that we go through maybe we lose it because of the way that we live and and the way we're taught to think about disease and um, That's beautiful what you've just said Mm. Wow, it gave me so much heat in my body. It's heat, isn't it? Mm. How beautiful. Mm. And you know, what do we do with illness? Usually we, 
we medicate. Suppress it. Yeah. So it never has a chance to initiate us fully because yeah. we never go down to the bottom of it. We never go with her, with it. Mm. We don't go to, to, to gravity, to fall down literally. Um, it's, a shame. Mm. it's a shame. I don't like that word. It could be different. Mm-hmm. It's missed opportunity. That's what I feel. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> it's another, another relationship we need to repair and rebuild. Yes. So I'm thinking now about people who are awakening and listening maybe to these words and wondering what what can they do? You know, wondering what what is it that we can do to bring ourselves into deeper connection, into a more sovereign relationship to ourselves and the world around us and um yeah where do we turn Mm. you know i want to say um that um it so depends doesn't it on the person and where he or she lives who's around her or him it's um it's, I find it difficult to answer this as a as a global thing, you know, as a the general one fit all, mm-hmm. um, because it's not like that. It's um, it depends if you're in a f- block of flat, you know, uh, that's all you've got. Well, that's that's a different approach to me living in Devon with the river and the forest at my back, and and uh, so. I guess what I'd like perhaps to cont- to contribute is to identify what feed your soul would be a good start and to feed her daily because it's starving. So, you know, if it's music, if it's rituals, if it's dancing, if it's making beauty, if it's, um, uh, if you can connect to another living being that is other than human, then that is fantastic. But I don't want to exclude people who don't have any, not even a plant in their home. That exists. People, Some people do. Now, probably they might not listen to your podcast. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe they do. Um, but also to be kind with people who cannot be doing what we do and but feed your soul. I think everyone can access that. Mm-hmm. Identify what feeds your soul. And running water, being in water, in a bath, or if you can, it's replugging us, really. Sink to the water and then imagine it down the drain, singing to everyone else. I do that a lot. <laughs> I do. My shower is a my shower is a very sacred space. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Imagine every droplet, you know, gathering this love and song and going down, being service to others. It's always wonderful for the heart, isn't it? To help mm. someone else, something yeah. else, another being, create beauty, art. Mm. Art. Yes. Yeah. I've been loving your your pieces that you've been creating mm. with 
with the trees, with the the the, the stumps of the trees. Is that what you would yeah. call them? Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, how beautiful. Before your call, I call, I was there. Um, Mm, Beautiful. Sometimes things are too big for my mind to comprehend. So I I allow the images to soothe my heart a bit and also reveal something I couldn't think about. So I'm painting this recent one is around the 12,000 satellites that are going to be switched on by SpaceX. Mm. It, it cracked me open and I couldn't function for a few days when I find out. Mm. I read about this. This is a, the story of them putting 12,000 satellites into our orbit, into the close orbit, so that we will be able to see them and uh, everywhere. It's like yeah. a net over the Earth, literally, mm. when you look at the image apart from the North Pole. Mm-hmm. It's a net. They've sent a few hundreds already. They have the okay. Somehow, suddenly, what was a common, space was a common. It was declared in 1958 as a common. Mm-hmm. Now being colonized. Yeah. So it's affecting many things. But I, I think when, when there's no solution in the comprehensive like then what's left is prayer i think in magic you know and art and all the artists then can come out of and that is where we need artists most i think mm-hmm. is um to show the invisible to um make sense of the to give a little sense to things that don't make any more sense mm-hmm. mm. um so it's like a dream being revealed mm. when I paint. I don't know. And then I enter conversation with them. Mm. And I listen to them. And I did one when I was healing from Corona. You did? Yeah. And I'm very glad that um, some activists in uh, Brazil are using it now for their uh, leaflet to, for the protection of the Amazon. Oh, wow. So I was like, so it just happened, you know. Mm. Yeah, the lungs. Mm, mm. Oh, yes, I remember seeing that one. So beautiful, so beautiful. I have have three of your images up on my wall, actually. I love them. I love them so much. So we're coming to that time where, um, where it'd be nice if you don't mind sharing with the people who are listening where they can maybe see some of your art, maybe they can find out more about what it is that you do and make contact if they, if there are things that they want to. Mm. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, so I have a website called soulland.org. S O U L A N D.org. Um, and I'm, um, I'm about to make an oracle set cards of all the artwork that will be available soon. Um, And on uh, the website, which is being refurbished right now to adapt to so many changes, 
There will be the books. There's a book that just come out about the four sisters in the last forest on earth. Um, beautiful images from an illustrator and a book about the sacred work of grief will come and also with rituals and ceremonies and loads of practices and disciplines that we do. Well, I'm so excited about this book because I just know it's going to be so needed and so mm. important and having experienced your ceremony the way you hold space I know that it will be super powerful and such a gift to the world thank you mm. for creating it <laughs> and thanks to you for bringing this to the world these podcasts and your voice is so beautiful you've got such a lovely voice yeah and uh, your questions your heart your children into the spider Mm, thank you so much thank you thank you for listening to this podcast I hope it inspires you to follow your path of deep connection I love sharing this information and I'll always share any relevant links in my show notes if you like the show please consider supporting it at patreon.com forward slash connection matters podcast this is where you'll find bonus episodes giveaways and behind the scenes content from me as well as having my huge heartfelt thanks for any support you can give me. It really helps with the viability of the show. You can get most of what will be on offer for as little as £3 a month. Please also don't forget to subscribe on whatever app you use by clicking that little subscribe button below. That way you'll get all the upcoming episodes straight into your device. And review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It's so helpful. The music that opens and closes the show is actually my very own dad and you can hear more of his music at soundcloud.com forward slash vision ray. <laughs>